Awesome. <laughs> Haven't used that in a while. Thought I'd uh, give that have, have, uh, a, little, have it, a little fun. It sounded like I was more undead than live. Mm. Yeah, we're bringing zombies back. Yeah, Justin Deep or Justin Timberlake already brought sexy back. Yeah, you know I saw a TikTok with him dancing, and it seems like he's lost a step. No yeah. joke. Or I don't know if he was ever good at dancing. At dancing. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe we just thought he was good. Yeah. Because he was doing some things that like seemed familiar, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, that used to look so much better than it does now." Yeah, unpopular opinion, I'm sure of it. But like, I think another thing that he's not very good at is acting, unless he plays like an asshole. Right, Social Network. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he was great in it. Yeah, it's like, yep, yep, he's a dick. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I've, he's just playing himself. Like, I've heard it, he's a dick. Yeah, he's very, you know. Um, his his public persona is very curated mm. to be charming and likable. But really, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you if you think back, like the two the two major instances where we kind of realized maybe he's not the hero of the story was Britney Spears and mm-hmm. Janet Jackson. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. with the halftime show when he when he ripped off her thing and then like like pretended he didn't know anything of it and he was like, you know, it was he wasn't culpable at all. It was all her fault and like all this shit. And he just like threw her under the bus and like what kind of guy does that mm. and then with Brittany, like the whole crimea river thing and all that and like oh that's about her yeah i yeah. didn't know that supposedly like the rumor was at the time that she cheated on him mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now we're looking back and she was so tightly managed that we don't really know her story yeah so until the movie comes out I look forward to that one. I'd watch it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. Anyways, we're not here to talk about pop culture. We're here to talk about what we were talking about. Yeah. You you <clears throat> messaged me, and then we talked. Well, actually. Yeah. I called you. You called me. Mm-hmm. I messaged you. Yeah. Then called you back. Yeah. And you had to say, hey, I was listening to this other podcast. Yeah. And first off. They have the same message as us. No. What I said, Brian, accuracy is important. Okay. I called you. Yeah. You didn't answer. Right. You text me. You call me back. Real class act move. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) And all I said immediately, because you said, yo, yo. And I said, call the lawyers. (laughs) Correct. You... We're going to have to reach out to Heidi. Yeah. Heidi, we're going to be calling because I was listening to... Put her on retainer. Yeah. Let's keep the prices at a minimum. We're not really breaking in the dough right now. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I was listening to one of my favorite political podcasts, uh, or one of I should say a political podcast that I find very useful, and they brought up the idea of having the conversation on both sides of the aisle. And I said, "Fuck, that sounds real familiar. That sounds like something I've said before, and Brian has said before." Mm-hmm. So just remember, you heard it here first. We did. We, I mean, it's been the mantra. It's been the mantra. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, but it, it, uh, it just got me to thinking about a lot of stuff. Well, and so, you know, off air when we're talking about this podcast, I, I framed it as we're coming to a tipping point again, mm-hmm. where we've we've had a couple of these uh, in the last five six years but especially in the last few under the trump administration the insurrection but also again here as we kind of start seeing those those ad dollars get spent on on campaign ads for the midterms like we're starting to see those roll in yeah and we're hitting this tipping point in the sense that there's three major issues at hand and you know number one i think which is probably the most important in my opinion, because there was loss of life, was Uvalde. 
And then we have the January 6th committee meetings. And, you know, so there's all of these major things bubbling up. Roe v. Wade. Oh, and Roe v. Wade as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for throwing yeah. that in. And that, but, and that was part of our conversation that we had on the phone, too, because obviously it did turn political because I was talking about um, how I was a little bit disappointed in some of the conversations that were being had on this podcast, and some of them were about gun reform, um, and then also a little bit about Roe v. Wade as well. Some of it was insightful, but... Um, this podcast meaning the podcast you were listening to, not yeah, this podcast. Not this podcast. Right. The podcast I was listening yeah. to, which sparked our phone conversation yeah. when I was supposed to be cooking dinner for my wife's family. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think with all this bubbling up, I think there's a lot of tension. Obviously, we've been polarized and, you know, uh, as, as a society and our cultural values have seemed to uh, go towards different sides of the spectrum. You know, I think with all this bubbling up, I think it's important, A, that we do continue to have the conversation, mm-hmm. but B, get really serious about the direction of this country because as we hit this tipping point, we're going to go down a path. Like, unfortunately, Yogi Berra said, you know, it, we can't do what Yogi Berra said. And, you know, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Well, no, we're, we're coming to a fork in the road and we're going to have to choose a path that we're going down. And I fear that one is far worse than the other. And so, you know, on, on the left, I think there's a lot of frustration with the Biden administration for not getting as much done as we should, as we would like to see. And on the right, they're holding on to some, there, there's actually really a split happening in the party where the MAGA Republicans versus the old guard are really starting to, to battle it out. And it, it does feel like the MAGA movement has been winning, but at what cost? Cause like you and I talked about current polling has a Democrat winning governorship of Florida while DeSantis has been hailed as, you know, the next, the, the next big thing yeah. behind Trump. Yeah. And like you said, well, maybe the January 6th committee is, is having a bigger impact than people realize. I think that could be it, but I'm very cautious in declaring which way we're going to go. But well, and and, and part of the problem is this, too, is because there's there's you said there's three big issues that you think are facing the country right now. Yeah. Okay. I think there's far more than three issues. Well, sure. And and the, the reason that that becomes a problem is because you can have things happen much easier and like take for instance roe v wade we kind of saw this come in there was the leak we don't know where the leak came from but it's out there probably came from a you know a, a liberal judge i'd imagine or somebody on his staff his I or think her it's staff. conservative you think so yeah i think they wanted a brace for impact that's and that's fair and distract that's fair i mean i regardless you have this leak sure um but some people are talking about it but then you have the january 6th commission going on you have Uvalde going on. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like even though it's out there, it's it's covered by other things. You know what I mean? It's disguised by other things, the other issues that are going on. So it's almost easy to ha- like have Roe v. Wade on the back burner. So instead of people getting out there and be like, whoa, 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 why isn't the Biden administration trying to get legislation out to just you know what I mean, cover uh, abortions federally, put it into law, put it into writing? And Brian and I were saying this off air, but okay, you know, the, the Democrats are falling flat on their face, and it's not all their problem. Obviously, the Republicans are, you know... Well, and the two Republicans that are dressed as Democrats. Exactly. Mansion and cinema. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. They're, they're great at blocking things, you know what I mean? There's no need to build the wall. All we have to do is send the entire Republican Party down to the border of Mexico <laughs> and the United States of America. They'll block any shit that's coming through. Um, that was bro- good. I like that. Thank you. They're mm. going to gonna block... Um, South Americans from coming over the border like they blocked Democratic legislation. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, be, hey, it could work. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> I digress. Um, but even though they're having this issue getting anything through, you know, past the Republican guard, um, oh, soccer goalies. They'd be good soccer goalies, too. Um, <laughs> I mean, goalies in general. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. But even though they can't think, get things through, it's like you had mentioned off air, you know, 
fail triumphantly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fail big. Don't feel fail small. Don't be trying to get little things through. Fucking say no. This is what we want. This is what we want. We're sticking to it. Because if if the people that were in office were truly representing, you know, their constituents, the American people, we wouldn't be in the same boat. You know what I mean? Um, we we talk about different polling numbers all the time, but you can look at some of the legislation that's gone up. And if you polled the United States, you know what I mean, you'd have a, a, an overwhelming majority in favor of some of this legislation. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. You, like ab- ab- abortion, for instance. <clears throat> yeah, I was looking. I was looking at polls. There's a, a a large chunk of Republicans. Yeah, that side with Roe v. Wade. One hundred percent. And at the very least, they want what Roe v. Wade has established to remain. They don't want an expansion of it. They wouldn't mind too like some contraction of it, but in general, they didn't want it to be completely removed, which is what is essentially happening. Right. But like, like we were talking about is fail triumphantly, like put up bigger legislation. Like I, we talked about the baby steps with the gun reform and all that. And like, not enough. It wasn't enough. And you know, the build back better, like, I understand that it wasn't going to pass, but like they should have put it to a vote. They should have yeah. had it out there. And they, you know, I, I know the infrastructure bill did some, you know, benefit, you know, they, they got some of the build back better into that, Yeah. but certainly not enough. And so if you're going to fail, like fail boldly, fail triumphantly, like fail forward, make it so the next time it comes about, people have heard of things and say, well, why didn't that pass? Oh my, my legislator, my my representative didn't vote for that. Well, I'm not going to vote for them. Right. And so that's that's the big issue I have right now, where it feels, <laughs> it feels like the Biden administration has become a little bit impotent. Yeah. Like they just yeah. haven't been very forceful or very outright. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I also understand, like, people want to make fun of Biden or whatever, and he's had, like, some gaffes and this, that, and the other thing. I get it. Yeah. But the administration as a whole was much more proactive in their messaging, getting the right messaging out there when it came to, like, the COVID response, to the infrastructure bill, to um, um, rolling out vaccines. All of the, All of these different things that went really well they were very proactive they had great messaging mm-hmm. and it seems with a couple of these losses racked up that should have been wins the the gas windfall tax the baby formula shortage you know help all of those things should have been big wins extending the child tax care credit right they should have been messaging that stuff because yeah extending the child care tax or the child tax care credit that should have been a focal point of their messaging. And this has always been a democratic issue is their messaging is piss poor. They need meanwhile, meanwhile, the GOP is railing against the dumbest shit and it gets their base energized. What's the biggest thing being talked about? There's two things. Number one, the possibility of a, uh, of a Texas secession, which is bullshit. They don't have the the power to secede. Listen here, South Carolina, Number number two is Buzz Lightyear having a same sex kiss in a in a children's film. Well, we need to like that's their messaging. Wait, is, Buzz, is Buzz gay? No. Oh, supposedly I haven't I haven't seen, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. But there there's a same sex kiss. But if you're in in you know they're framing it as how dare they have like that kind of action? But they didn't complain when Pe- when Bo Peep kissed Woody, right? Yeah. Like that, that that's not an issue. So or it's, when she asked him to, or told him that she'd get somebody else to watch the flock tonight. Right. Well, yeah. There, there was the insinuation. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm only a couple <coughs> of blocks away. Well, and there should be. That's for the adults. But like, you know, something yeah. even as blatant as a kiss. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. But that's that's their railing cry. It was back like when Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head became a thing. They they know how to energize their base a certain way, and and that's what's going on right now. So their base is railing, and meanwhile, we're like, well, on the left, th- not enough is getting done. Yeah. And you're not even failing. Like, what? if you're going to fail, like, fine, introduce something for universal health care. We still haven't improved health care yet. Like, we've, we, we haven't, there's been little bits of expansions of Medicaid and Medicare, but not yeah. like 
a, a triumphant thing. Meanwhile, we have Mark Cuban, you know, creating incredibly, um, it, it being incredibly disruptive to the pharmaceutical industry, right? And his whole like cost plus, yeah, uh, you know, framing of of his pharmaceutical company, it's been dynamic, and people are like, and it's there's no money being spent on marketing; it's all word of mouth. And I think it's phenomenal. Like people are saying, like, "Oh, I used to spend six hundred dollars, now I'm spending thirty-four dollars a month." Yeah, on like certain medicines. And so, like, there just needs to be better messaging, but we also have to be very, very cognizant of what's happening on the polar opposites. Yeah, and and so, it's funny. Like, if you want to say like the radical, I know a long time ago, like a long time ago, like six months ago, we had a discussion and we brought up the radical left versus the radical right. The radical left is saying, Hey, we want universal health care. We want like police reform. We want this, that, and the other thing. The radical right is trying to turn us into a white supremacist society. Like it's, it's the, the quiet part is being spoken out loud. I mean, we have GOP senators from Iowa saying, Oh, I spent June Juneteenth all day out in the fields working the farms and I did I did backbreaking labor. But you know what? At the end of the day I was still alive and the liberals are trying to get rid of or are trying to 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 allow for abortion. So on Juneteenth he was saying he did the life of a slave, but that's better than being aborted. Like this is the messaging that's happening. Who said that? Uh, it was the senator from Iowa. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Get your shit together, Iowa. It wasn't. Yeah, get, it wasn't grassy. Which is ironic because he was working in a field. Nothing. Hold on. <laughs> Steve King. Sorry, he served nine terms in Congress. He was a House of Rep. House uh, of Rep. Sorry. It's okay. But so, I've always been the angry, frustrated one. But it sounds you were saying like, oh, you were you you're you're saying like I'm tired of being so idealistic. Like we need shit to happen. Well, what I said, where I was going with this is, and I, I fucked up the amendments on accident. It was embarrassing, but I figure I shall share that with everybody. <laughs> I said 14th. It's the 10th. I said fuck the 10th amendment. You know, we're going full federal law on this bullshit. Because the issue that we're running into right now is we have so many. You look at it with with the you know the the abortion laws that you know happen in states like uh, Mississippi. Um, oh, the trigger laws. Yeah, the tr- all the trigger laws. So you have this issue now because Roe v. Wade's going to get overturned. So all these trigger laws goes you know immediately they're <coughs> back in effect. They're not protected by the federal government because Roe v. Wade no longer stands. So you can't take it to the Supreme Court level and win. Um. So I, need, I said, we need to have federal law. There just needs to be federal law across the board. Gun laws in Texas are going to be the same as the gun laws in Illinois. And I understand to any Texans listening to us, I, I know that you guys appreciate your guns, but obviously there's something wrong going on in Texas right now. Um, you know, when you have a shooting like Uvalde, it's like it's time to open your eyes. Um, and if you want us to cede, well, good luck the next time you get a fucking blizzard. Because... Um, <laughs> You know, we won't be there to bail your ass out. Well, and that's an interesting thing is like, you know, Beto O'Rourke is is running for governor against Abbott. And he's laid out some of the changes he would make in terms of, you know, energy uh, independence, but also, you know, kind of rejoining the union in terms of energy. Like we need to. You know, he wants to invest more into the grid, tax the the energy companies so that they're paying for that aspect. Make sure we're part of the national grid so when blizzards do happen, they're not completely screwed over. Right. All of that stuff. So, you know, the 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 opportunity for change is looming. It's just, do we actually follow through or do we just play it safe? <clears throat> That's that's what America really likes to do. We like to pretend we're these great adventurers, we're these idealists, we're these rebels. 
but we we generally are afraid of change to make waves and make change. Yeah, we're everyone's un- afraid of confrontation. Universal healthcare? No way, we couldn't do it. Every other fucking country in the world does it. They have some form of it. Yeah. Every yeah, I mean, every country has some form of it where you're not paying private insurance. Like that's not how it works. No one's going medi- you know, bankrupt because of their medical bills. They don't have to choose between rent and insulin. Well, and you know what too, the thing is with that is like, you know, one of the big arguments on on the side of the right is that, well, uh, what if I like my private insurance? You're going to tell me I have to switch over? Well, no. No, you can pay for your private insurance if you'd like to pay for your private insurance. And that could be worked out, you know, in the uh, the old legalese of the of the of the legislation. Sure. That's fine. If you want to pay for your own, cool. We'll take out less in taxes, you know, your your portion of whatever, and you can go spend your money however you want it. No, they can spend extra. I don't give a shit. Like, you're rich. Go do it. But, you know, <clears throat> we're seeing this lack of, of, of this lack of adventure in in the american spirit yeah. we're we're Let's so content with settling we're, we're we're so content on settling for the status quo the status quo hasn't been good enough for the last 30 years it hasn't been good enough we we've lived well but like with what we have why aren't we demanding more you see you know the 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 work environments elsewhere in the world not not i'm not talking about the the major, majorly depraved areas that usually is because of U.S. Ex- exploitation. <clears throat> I'm talking about like in Europe, the work weeks, the vacations, the parental leaves, all of that. Like, what what are we doing? We're starting to unionize, you know, at Amazon's and Starbucks and yeah. Apple, which is a great step. But like, people are like, how are those not passing with a hundred percent unions? Yes. Oh, easy. Too many people have watched The Irishman. They don't want him to end up like Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> the the whole the whole problem is is the messaging for years is and people people don't go out and learn about them. Yeah. People don't people don't study the history of them. People hear, "Oh, well, we're in bad shape because of, you know, the unions." You're not in bad shape because yeah. of the unions. Well, it's like the it's like the Ben Shapiro argument. He's got the whole argument about the the gentleman who decides to to start his own company and make pencils. Um, and this is in a little bit of a back and forth that he's having with a student. Yeah, you know, at one of the universities he was talking about or talking to. Yeah. And um, they you know the student says, well, you know, if you own this this pencil uh, making factory, um, and you don't have a worker. You know, all you have is a bunch of, you know, graphite, wood, yellow paint, rubber, and, and metal. You have no pencils and you're not making any money. Ben Shapiro makes this argument, well, you know, y- you as the worker, you're not putting in the capital and making and taking the risk. If the company goes out of business tomorrow, you have zero liability for it, whereas the owner has all this liability. I think that there's a happy in-between. You know what I mean? I think that you can have a, you can have a, uni- a union at your company. And yes, the person who starts the company does des- deserve a larger portion of the money. I think that that's true. Yeah, they are taking the risk. They are putting up the capital. Sure, everything's in their name. That doesn't mean that you have to pay your pay your employees like shit. No, you it, know what I mean. And having a union to protect those, uh, you know, your wages, your time off, all that kind of stuff is just so important. It's a great tool to have. And I'm 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 very biased on this because I come from a union family. My dad was a teamster for a really long time. Um, and I reap the benefits of having a teamster dad. The the main thing about unions, <clears throat> I don't understand. Every time I try and talk, all of a sudden I get choked up. Because you're very looking, passionate you're, about unions. And you're looking into my eyes. That's true. <sighs> and the thing that unions do is they bring transparency to a business. They They force the ownership or management or leadership or whatever you want to say they have to open the books and say, here's why we pay you what we pay you. Now, if we look in America, you know, throughout American history, in 1965, the CEO to worker ratio of pay was 21 to 1. 
that seems very fair. You've put up the capital. You've, you know, you're the brains. You're making the big decisions. 20 to 1. So if someone was making minimum wage at $10, we'll say $10 an hour now, Mm -hmm. the CEO would be making $200 an hour. Which is four hundred thousand dollars a year compared to someone else making twenty thousand or whatever. Yeah. Um. With that in mind, now as of twenty twenty, the ratio is three hundred and fifty one to 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 one. So the average CEO makes about three hundred and fifty times that of the typical worker in their company. That's an absurdly big difference because of inflation. Yeah. <laughs> the, the rate of production has never has gone way up. So the work that the average worker does has gone up. And that's some, you know, has a lot to do with the technology and automation pieces. But a lot of that has to do with just our, our abilities and how many people there are. And so the production of the American public has gone up tremendously. The, the wage has not. But the CEO wage has, what, tri- uh, quintupled over yeah. the last fifty years. So, so there's a there's a natural disconnect, and I, and I see that within politics, within economics, within everything, and it's like we're seeing it all bubble up right yeah. now, and it's it it goes back to are you having the conversation? It's a very important one to have, and are you willing to start saying things? out loud it's not enough to be like well i don't think my legislator is doing a good job so i'm not going to vote for them you need to tell other people because while your vote matters you need to rally people yeah it's it's not going to be good enough and and so and this is why everybody needs to be paying attention right you know what i mean like listen we don't all have a ton of time necessarily during the day between work and family and you know other things um to be paying 100 percent attention or 100 percent focus to politics but that's why we need to make sure that we're paying attention as much as we can to what our legislators are doing because then it is their job to put a 100 percent of their focus in you know monday through friday into making sure that the country is going you know running well yeah so i kind of try to put it out there Right. Have the conversation. And so yeah. on our Facebook page, on the Mad Libs podcast Facebook page, I boosted it. So I, I spent a little money and said, I want to engage people that have these interests. And I put <clears throat> news, politics, but I also put, you know, CNN and Fox News because I wanted both sides. And it was very interesting. There were some names that I recognized, like um, KDH and, and Jeff B and, and my neighbor Chris and of course, Jason was on there, um, but some other ones that I didn't know, uh, uh, Colleen, Todd, and uh, Keelan, and it was interesting to see the engagement, and you know, there were certain people that I, I figured would be a certain way, but basically I posted as this, with the January 6th committee, like, what do you think will come of it, meaning, what's going to be the outcome, like, we, we, we kind of know... A lot of the facts. I will say there have been some troubling revelations for me in terms of hearing some of the the uh, deeper evidence that had not been released or some of the video evidence or audio evidence that we had no knowledge of and is now being made public. It's very troubling. But what I found it was a lot of people that voted a certain way that lean a certain way felt like, Oh yeah, Donald Trump was awful, did all this bad shit, but nothing's going to come of it. So either people who were more slanted on the left side or just disagree with Trump in general and thought, yes, he was responsible, thought nothing would come of it. And on the other side, they thought nothing would come of it because it was a nothing burger to begin with. Which was very interesting. So there's this level of apathy on both sides of the spectrum where right, it's like, yeah, yeah I, I want something to happen. I, I think he deserves to be punished and his administration should be punished. Like he knew what he was doing. There was plans set in place. So there was a conspiracy to overthrow the election. Well, and, and, and I apologize for interrupting, but okay. I, I feel one one thing is uh, one issue is that um, 
I think a lot of people on the right see this as just a way to keep the uh, the Democrats' way of keeping Trump from running again. Right. And I think partially that is what the, 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 the why the Democrats are doing this. Yeah. And, you know, I think that it's not the worst thing. No, I think uh, it's important. If, if you think someone committed, yeah. you know, uh, if someone tried to overthrow democracy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should and make you sure find, they can't run again. And if you find out that he didn't, if the, some evidence comes out and it really, it, you know, it washes, you know, Donald Trump's hands of this, well, then it's like, all right, cool. Well, at least we got to the bottom of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm not saying that's going to be the case. I'm just saying that, you know, if if that is what it is, then so be it. Sorry. No, I, I was going to say, so I think the thought is that there's even more evidence than there was presented in the imp- in the impeachment trial. And the thought process is, well, the Department of Justice is now going to have the choice regardless of what the committee says, they can make a recommendation for charges or whatever, but it's up to the Department of Justice to make a decision. This isn't going to go to the Republican Senate to decide if, or they won't need 60 senators to decide is Donald Trump impeached or not. Like, this is criminal charges. Right. The The question will be is, like, what actually comes of it? And I don't know. You know, I know Jason, you know, immediately put a gift that said absolutely nothing. And I can understand that that mindset. I think a lot of, you know, Chris, uh, my neighbor, Chris, M., you know, he said, well, nothing will really happen except, you know, maybe a couple of the uh, people involved with like uh, what was the, the one congressperson that was helping give tours like, OK, maybe they're ousted. Yeah. Maybe a Marjorie Taylor Greene gets in trouble. But, like, they're probably getting ousted anyways. But will Donald Trump and, you know, his administration, um, you know, I know Bill Barr kind of laid it out that he called the whole thing bullshit and said, like, he was trying to, you know, put Trump in the right direction, but he refused. Well, I think almost all of Trump's staff was getting on him about it. That's a lot of, I think that was day two or day three. I can't remember which, um, they were advising him against it. And they said that, you know, not only did he not listen, but he pushed forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of the testimony right now. Anyways. And, and I wonder if like how true that is in the sense that like, were you really going up to Donald Trump and saying like, yeah, you need to stop this right now. Or did you say, Hey, maybe this is the best idea. And like very passive. But the, the thought is, is, most people think at the most we're getting a slap on the wrist. And with that in mind, Kev, and, you know, obviously I feel a certain way about it. I mean, this is democracy. It is very, very fragile. And it almost was overthrown. There was a much larger plan in place. This was not a bunch of people that were angry. It sure as shit wasn't a bunch of tourists like the GOP initially uh, promoted. But this was something that was contrived. It was thought about. It was the wheels were turning before votes had been been taken. And that's that's the most disconcerting thing. And like for people to feel like, yeah, nothing's really going to happen because of it is very disheartening about the trajectory of America. Yeah. Like if this happens in any other country, like this level of corruption, think of how the world news covers it. Think of how like we intervene and like we get involved or other countries get involved. Like the fact that this has happened and no one, like nothing might happen because of it. January 6th just goes down as, you know, an attempted coup and okay, whatever is baffling to me. It's baffling. I really, I'm trying to, I'm remaining hopeful about this. I think that it's going to shed some light on some things that um, may pique people's interest. I think a lot of people are paying attention to this, um, which is a a good thing. Um, But based on the things that I've been listening to, I I really think that there are going to be some charges brought up against people. I mean, you already saw that the the Proud Boys, they're pressing charges against them. Yeah. Um, Oh, God. What's the charge? It's... um, I want to say it's conspiracy, but it's not. It's sedition. Sedition, thank yeah. you. Um, 
which I mean, last time they tried to charge somebody with sedition, it was like a, ch a big church group, I think, like a church. Um, it was some sort of a religious organization, a militia, a religious militia, God's warriors. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was embarrassing for the United States government because not only did they not get to press the charges, but they had to give the good old boys their uh, AR-15s back. Um, I wish I remembered the name of the group. But I want to say it was like Missouri or Mississippi or maybe it was Ohio. Um, I'll look it up. I will say this. So one of the commenters on the post, Colleen, um, she came in a little bit hot. Mm -hmm. um, obviously that, yeah. very different than my point of view. She thinks it's, you know, just uh, a mockery and, you know, uh, the Democrats are trying to deflect from some of the economic issues and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, even use the term sheeple stuffing box ballots and all that. And I, you know, I said, Hey, I appreciate the, the feedback. And I think it's a confrontational tone, but I think our economy has been lackluster for decades mm -hmm. and, you know, since Reagan and, um, this has grown our wealth disparity. And she said, Oh, I agree with you. Point blank, the bleeping government is trying to control us by any means it can and must stop. I've got to I've got a lot to say. LOL. And I was like, her rage isn't necessarily at Joe Biden or Democrats or liberals. I think she thinks liberals are the ones at fault for all of this. Just like some people on the left think Donald Trump is at fault for this. And I will call out all the faults. I, I called out Biden on shit for not getting enough done. I, I get that. But I think if people really break it down, we're frustrated with being the richest country in the world and having some of the poorest people and like the, the roughest situations. And it just doesn't yeah. make sense. And you can do nothing wrong. You can do everything right and still be left in a shitty situation. And that's really messed up where... Oh my God, I had an emergency surgery and now I'm going bankrupt. Like yeah. that's fucked up. Or, oh, I finally am building my dream house for the first time and I'm going to be a homeowner and I'm so excited. And then all of a sudden the interest rates go up and you're fucked. Yeah, 6.1% right now. 6.1%. And like all of a sudden the house that you put money into, you designed, you were setting aside, you set, sold your own home and now you have this. Well, now you just lost your down payment and all that because the interest rate went up. You're not affordable and they're not going to back your loan and everything just went to shit. Yeah. It was the Utari uh, militia that was charged oh. with sedition. And I'm sorry, it was uh, Detroit. Um, <coughs> but anyways, I just wanted to. So I, I know we're, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit between Roe v. Wade and Uvalde and, and January 6th. But it's okay. I, I think the messaging needs to be clear. Unlike the Democrats. <laughs> the messaging needs to be. Not all hope is lost. You have a chance to make an impact. But if you're going to be apathetic, this is how we get to where we are. This is, this is the breaking point. Similar to climate change. Like, we have to start making massive change. Or there's no going back. Well, what's crazy, though, and, and, and I'm glad you brought up climate change, too, is because just like with climate change, the changes that we need to make are, are not out of reach. No. You know what I mean? It's all within the technology that we have. Um, it just needs to either be mass produced or, um, you know, the prices of, it need, of, of certain things need to come down. And, um, well, and so... When we're making these changes, like if you're going to be apathetic, it, it it has monumental impact long term. The Supreme Court is has been changed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, Biden has approved gotten more federal judges in in a single term than I think ever before or something I was reading. Like it's crazy. He's he's gotten a ton of federal judges in. But that doesn't matter because the Supreme Court is the final say. Yeah. And they are a certain way. You know whose fault that is? The Federalist Society. No, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
No. Yeah, Bri. No. You know why? Because she didn't retire when she could have under Obama. Yeah, it's <laughs> bullshit. No one, no one should have to be forced to retire because some <laughs> asshole is listening to the Federalist Society. Oh, I love that argument. I know. It's so funny. It, well, and I, there, it, it, I mean, there it's, is it's, some truth it's, it's, to it. There's absolutely because some she was truth obviously of yeah. a certain age, but she wanted she wanted to retire. They have a life. Hillary. They have a lifetime appointment, and yeah. that you, you can do that. Justice Breyer chose to retire a little bit earlier, and that's fine. With that said, the Supreme Court is a certain way. State legislatures are a certain way. Gerrymandering has happened over the last thirty years. The economy, the the, all of these factors, are so subtle, and there's just been this shift in the Overton window of like what is acceptable and what is not, and it's shifted a certain way. Well, understand this: we need to shift it back. The Overton window should be centered, and then we should be dragging it towards the power of the people. And and so have the conversation like. Uh, you know, breaking points that or, or like we continue to say and, and challenge people like go out and, and have a Facebook discussion, have a discussion with family. I was talking with people who I've never met this Colleen person and I would probably have a great conversation. And at first she came you in really hot. Yeah. It, she came in real hot. And I was like, you know, that's kind of a confrontational poll, but I understand the frustration. And I think, I think that's what it is with everything it's like we just need to understand what's really happening at a fundamental level on on the economy on politics well, but and, with one another as well right and not to mention you guys came to not necessarily an agreement but like you were able to have a peaceful conversation after right. that because it was I, I think there was maybe two or three responses out of that one for between the two yeah. of you guys yeah um and, so. and and there were other people where you know like keelan like, I thought it was, a, you know, um, it, it swayed away from what I was talking about as well. You know, he started talking about Russia and Putin. That That's fine. But I don't think it was as applicable to, like, the January 6th commission. Do I think Putin had some influence on how Trump was going to be an authoritarian ruler? Yeah, absolutely. But in terms of this particular conversation, I was trying to bring it back. Like, do you think something's going to happen from this commission? Like, bring. Don't be afraid to bring it back. If someone goes off the rails, bring it back in. Put people back onto the original question. Like, when people start going down a rabbit hole in a discussion, and they start bringing up all these different other theories, and you know, straw man arguments, and all that other bullshit. Bring them back. Right. Bring them back to the original question and put them to it. Like, no, no, no. We're talking about the January sixth commission. Do you think something is going to happen because I want to know if you think something's going to happen because of it. Honesty, but lean on the side of positivity, please. Um, <clears throat> I think it's going to do damage in the um, uh, public court. I don't think anything's going to be criminally. Um, I don't think Donald Trump is going to be held criminally responsible. I thought it was very interesting how quickly even Ivanka started to distance herself from her father. And that actually made me think maybe there is something coming down on Donald Trump. So I don't know. I think there's certainly enough, in my mind, enough evidence. I think there's going to be more that gets brought up. Um, but between Bill Barr and Ivanka, I think there was a lot there in how they distanced themselves and really put like, yeah, you know, I, he, you know, Bill Barr saying it was just complete bullshit, the whole election lie thing, you know, and now Fox News's, um, lawsuit. So Dominion is suing Fox News for $1.2 billion. The, the federal judge said, yep, this can proceed. So it's going to be an actual court case. So I, I think I think there's going to be a net positive outcome, but I don't think it's going to be the outcome that a, a lot of people want. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, so. truly I do. Yeah. I think that we're going to see a little bit more than we th than than you think. I, I do think that some people will be punished. Um, I don't know how severe that punishment will be. I don't think Donald Trump is going to go down for anything. Um, 
but my hope is that it'll be enough to shift people away from wanting him to run in 2024. I mean, if he wants to run, he's going to run, you know, regardless of, of popular opinion. Um, I don't think that he'll win the nomination, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I, that, I don't think that he has enough pull. I think that pe- so too many people in the Republican Party want to distance themselves from him. Because you do, you, despite what you were saying earlier, I think that there is kind of a push away from that 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 MAGA movement. I think that you still have some people that have that same mentality, but at the same time, I don't think that they have that. It's not it's not necessarily correlated with with Donald Trump. Hmm. If that makes any sense, it does to me, Brian. No, it does. I, I I personally feel that he's got a lot of pull in certain areas. And I think I think the purplish states are it's losing its traction. Yeah. But those uh, are the important states. But in the in the deep red, it's gonna be very powerful. And uh on the purplish red, I think he'll still have pull. But in those purplish states, especially like the Wisconsin's, the Michigan's, the Ohio's, the Arizona's, and stuff like that. I think there's going to be a little bit more of a struggle if he's the nominee. But so, anyways, I I, I think it's time to start wrapping up. But I I, I want to circle back to the silver lining of it all. Yes, is that this is still completely in our control yes but people have to care they have to have the conversation they have to, and they have and all to that realize that they have to realize it's in our control and like I, I i hope people are empowered by that that opportunity like you when you go to the polls on that you know tuesday in november mm-hmm. the power that you have and I understand that there's, what, 120 million votes or 140 or whatever it was. And you're just one person. You should still hold a lot of empowerment. I mean, you look at Georgia was decided by 11,000 votes. It's dope. That's like the attendance at a state football game. Like dope. that's. That's huge. That's that's an incredible power. And and so I hope all of you listening continue to to own that power, but also empower others. Get them excited about politics. There's a lot yeah. to be excited about. I understand it can be bullshit. It can be tiring. It can be it's exhausting talking about gun legislation after 21 people die in an elementary school it's exhausting emotionally and spiritually exhausting but it's so important you have that political conversation is a lot like exercise brian yeah it may get your blood pumping it may frustrate you a little bit but it's fucking good for you it is it is Think of it as your exercise for today. Did you do your running today? Did you do? Did you? Did you pump? I rode. Some iron? I rode. Did you pump? Yeah, some I got iron? back into rowing. Dude, my elbow's healed. Nice. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're looking jacked today. You're looking slim and trim. It's all. T- you're looking like a hottie with a body. You're. You're just. What's up, baby? I, I missed you. Let me scoop them digits. I missed you. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> but no, it is. It's. It's so important. It's so good for you. And not only that, it's good for the country. Think of your fellow man. We are. A, we are a community. We are the Mad Libs podcast community, but the United States is a community too. One day, the whole United States will be a Mad Libs podcast community oh, member too. That'd be cool. That'd be super dope. That'd be great for our listeners, um, and great for us too. Not gonna lie. And, and you know, lead every conversation. I always say, lead with empathy. Approach every conversation. Approach. I didn't agree with what Colleen said, and I thought she framed it not so great. But with that said. I understood what you I, I I really tried to understand where she was coming from and allowed us to have a couple of super important of, of, of messages between each other and overall feel good about it. And like so lead with empathy, have the conversation, but really try to understand the other person. Yeah. And then really push them. I, I would canvas in a in an all Republican neighborhood and make sure every single one of them voted, even though I know they're not voting for the people I like because voting is important. And I want people to understand the consequences of their vote. Yes. So 
continue to have the conversation. That's all I got. Yeah, before we hop off the air, actually, you know what? I'm going to make something up right now. We'll talk about it later. We'll figure out the deets. Are we doing another hot ones We're challenge? Gonna, no, I would love to. I want some spicy wings. Okay. I want chicken wings so bad right now. Um, Let's do it. Okay, we'll do another hot ones challenge. But while we're doing the hot ones challenge, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to start hyping this up now. Brian and I will talk off air. We're going to come up with a date. We are going to do a call-in conversation Ooh. live stream. So okay. we are going to – we'll set things up. We'll, I don't know if we'll do it through Can Zoom. Can they talk about their boyfriends or girlfriends? Whatever or their the fuck spouse? they – whatever they want. Anything. Like We're here to listen. We're here to ha- have the conversation. Okay. So we will, we will set it up. We'll set a date. More details to come. Keep an eye on our Facebook. If you haven't followed us on Facebook already, like, share, subscribe, baby. You know, We're going to get back on our YouTube thing. We're back in this. Yeah. Um, you know, life threw us a couple of fucking lemons. We're making lemonade. We're making political lemonade. I'm throwing the lemon right back at life. I'm not. I'm squeezing that shit and I'm making you a tasty cocktail. Yeah. Because that's my job. <laughs> but we're going to do it. We'll set up the date. It'll be on there. Uh, hey, if you guys want some Mad Libs podcast shit, we haven't said this in a while. We have a store you can buy it on. We're working on getting our own merch. It's in the... I was going to say it works. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um threadless.madlibspodcast.com okay patreon we're on there you want to support the show get up on there you know what i mean Hell inflation yeah. we're not increasing our prices of what it costs to support the show nope. as little as you as little as you want as much as you want we're fucking going baby i'm all hyped up we're doing you are we're you gonna are do, we're gonna do another podcast i'm just gonna hey, go to bed yeah. <laughs> on that note do good. Be great. Love you guys. Love you. Just letting through the back with the misfits. How you going to react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. This ain't the status quo. This is rock and roll. This is skydive yelling out. Ronimo. This is bye bye ta-ta audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road. Try and catch a wave. Gotta see my soul. Thought I was gone, but I'm back. Why one's on the attack? Just break out.